Hello, everyone. Welcome to In the Neighborhood with your hosts, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borho. Together, they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses, and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacy Borgo and Tim Johnson. Hi, everybody. My name's Tim Johnson, and uh, we have Stacy Borjo here today. Hello. Uh, welcome. Just thought I'd let Thanks. you welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have Connie Davis of Sam's. Hello, good morning. Thanks Welcome. for having us. And we've got a very friendly cat. Yes. What's the cat's name? This is Jeremy. Jeremy. And uh, tell us a little bit about Sam's. What is Sam's? Well, um, Sam's is a nonprofit, no kill animal shelter um, that we opened four years ago. We're almost exactly at the anniversary. It's St. Patrick's Day, is the first oh, day cool. we were open for business. Um, and I founded Sam's after volunteering 14 years at our county shelter. And just kind of wanted to do more. Took us three years to get to the shelter point. So the first three years we operated, we just did free spay neuter to anybody who wanted to get their pet um, altered. We raised the money to do that. And then after we opened our shelter four years ago, um, we take in mostly animals from county facilities around the state and sometimes even further away. Um, when they are full and they might be at risk of having to euthanize pets for space, we talk to them, we take as many as we can and um, we just surpassed 1,000 adoptions. Wow. wow, that's impressive in four years. Wow. So what kind of pets do you guys take in? Well, mostly dogs and cats. We've had a couple of rabbits in the past and a couple of guinea pigs, um, but we pretty much stick to dogs and cats. Um, big dogs, small dogs. The little dogs tend to find homes rather quickly, and the, the big dogs, especially certain breeds, of course, you know, most shelters are full of uh, bully breeds, pit bulls and similar mm -hmm. dogs, take a little longer to find homes for generally, but... That is one of the nicest cats I've, mm -hmm. you know... How old is Jeremy? Jeremy's two. Um, I've been fostering him at my house for about nine months. He doesn't know he's a cat. He's extremely outgoing. Um, he thinks he's a dog, I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's the cat to win over non-cat people, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that's working with me. I'm more of a dog person myself. <laughs> I used to be, I used to be, but um, uh, when I volunteered at Peoria County, I only worked with the dogs. I didn't dislike cats, I just didn't have much interest, and now I'm down to one dog, and I won't say how many cats. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's up there, but... Um, uh, most of my cats are just as social and friendly and needy as dogs. They greet you when you come home. They talk to you. Uh, they're great companions. So if uh, if you've never had a cat and you think that they're aloof, I used to think that too. Once they're yours, it's very different. Yeah. Wow. So how'd you, what inspired you to start it? Um, when I was volunteering at Peoria County back in the day, um, uh, quite a few pets lost their lives for space down there. Um, they have come a very, very long way since that time. Um, Peoria County, it used to be called PAWS, it's called PCAPS now, and they haven't euthanized an adoptable dog in three and a half years. Wow. Um, and of course, most of that is through their own efforts because they, they work really hard to find homes for them themselves. But additionally, um, they work with groups like ours. They have a low-cost spay-neuter program like we do and like several other organizations do in the area. So through all of that combined effort, sometimes you walk into Peoria County today and there's very few dogs there, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, because when I volunteered down there in the 90s and, and 2000s, um, that was just an unfortunate reality, you know, that when you were out of space, you know, you had to make room. Yeah. 
Wow. So do you guys have, are you full right now? Um, well, we're filling up. <laughs> uh, we have a little bit of a lull right now, like we're breathing until kitten season. Oh. Uh, in another month or so, the kittens are going to start coming out of the oh. woodwork, um, and all the shelters will be very full of them. Um, so right now, we're actually taking uh, four cats from Fulton County. Uh, I think they're coming today, if not tomorrow. Um, and I'm sure they're kind of gearing up as well to make mm -hmm. some room for litters of kittens that will be born and brought in soon. Um, we have, we took in three dogs from Fulton County on Saturday, and then we've got, we have six dogs coming up from Memphis, believe it or not, uh, two today and then four more. And then uh, Saturday, we're taking a few more from Louisiana. Wow. So as I mentioned, the dog problem around here has gotten a lot better. Um, there's, we're in constant contact with you know, all the central Illinois counties. And when there's not a local need, if they're okay and, you know, they have space, then we'll talk to groups further away. And there are a couple of them, you know, that are, are great to work with down south. They'll, they'll bring the dogs up to us. We never have to look very far for cats. The, um, the cat situation is a lot better than it used to be. Um, but cats still reproduce much more quickly than dogs. There's still many, many more stray cats around them. I mean, when's the last time you saw a stray dog? you know, around this area, you mm -hmm. just, you really don't. But you'll see cats on occasion and they do breed prolifically. Um, so there's still a cat overpopulation problem. And uh, at any given time, we'll have probably three times as many cats at our shelter as dogs. Wow. So what's the adoption process for someone if they're interested in getting an animal? That's a good question. So like most organizations, we have um, a paper application, it's a two page application. We also have an online version of that, which is easier for some people. Um, there's a minimum of a 24-hour wait while we process the application. Sure. Um, we check vet reference, uh, personal references. Um, we check with landlords if they rent. Um, and then, of course, we have to observe them interacting with that animal and, and make sure it's a good fit. So um, some people are frustrated that it's more difficult than they would like. I've occasionally had somebody walk into the shelter and think they're taking an animal home that yeah. day and kind of throw a fit. And yeah. I just explained that I don't know any you know, responsible organizations that, that do adoptions that quickly. Mm -hmm. um, we want to make sure that the animals land in a, a great home and a forever home. Um, yeah, so people that are interested in Jeremy or any of our other pets uh, can fill out the online application, and, and then once their references check out, they can come meet the animals. Or they can just, we're open every day, but Mondays and Tuesdays. So they can just come out to the shelter and, and meet our animals. Um, the ones that are in foster homes, of course, are not at the shelter, mm -hmm. but they can be seen on our Facebook or on PetFinder.com or AdoptAPet.com. Hmm. So if somebody wants to be a foster parent, so temporary sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> we do some of that, too. We do some of that, too. Um, I like to say that um, foster homes make our shelter bigger. It gives us more capacity. Sure. Um, so for fosters, there is an online application as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's kind of the same process, except foster homes have to be licensed through the state of Illinois. So we go to a home inspection, you know, make sure it's a, a good situation mm -hmm. for the pet. Sure. So I had some friends the other day that said in regards to trying to ad adopt an animal from a shelter that um, they were declined because they didn't have a big yard. Hmm. Is that something typical that people need to be aware of before? Like, I, I would mean, say it's typical. Every organization has different standards, sure. and it depends on the pet. Um, like occasionally, for a dog, of course. Yeah, but. I figured. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't like Do the cats to be yard? outside. <laughs> we like them to be inside. But um, but sometimes, like, we'll get a dog in that we know is um, a jumper, 
or an escape artist or a runner or they chase cars. And in those circumstances, we need to make sure that, you know, the adopter has proper enclosure Mm -hmm. just for the dog's safety. Um, But generally speaking, every org or every application is considered individually. Um, I live in the country. I don't have a fence, Mm -hmm. but I have a dog. You have space. I have space and I have her trained and I have methods. But so every, every situation is a little different and we try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but we're also very careful. Probably only about half of the applications we receive do get approved. Wow. Wow. You better behave, Tim, if you want to get a bed. So what are the limiting factors? Why, why are so many denied? Well, and, you know, again, this is something that everything's on an individual basis, but if somebody had put on their application that the cat was going to be indoor-outdoor, we just wouldn't adopt to them. Um, and, you know, for the, the benefit of, of everybody, we don't always necessarily disclose um, if someone's denied why, because what happens is people will learn, and they'll uh. go to the next shelter, and then they'll be dishonest. Oh, yeah, we have a fence. You know, oh, no, so you guys don't go to the property because I know sometimes they're going to the occasionally property. if we have a concern, we might Google Earth the property, you know, to make mm-hmm. sure that they're being on the up and up. Plus, we communicate with all the other shelters in the vicinity. So a lot of times um, we know before somebody comes in, if they've applied somewhere else and there was a good reason they were denied, that shelter will tell us. And so we're kind of prepared when they come in. That's smart. And that's not the funnest part of what we do, but well, no. our worst fear is that, you know, one of our pets is going to go into a situation where they're not safe or they're not well cared for mm-hmm. um, and then get some bad news about what happened to them. So we, we do care very much. We get, we get quite attached to them. That's important. He's here checking out everything. Mm-hmm. So what kind of volunteers do you need besides uh, foster care? Well, um, the fosters are great. They do a lot of really hard work um, and open their home to the animals. But we also need volunteers at the shelter. Um, everybody except I have one full-time employee there and two very part-time people. The rest of us are 100% volunteer. We're not mm-hmm. compensated in any way. Well, kisses and snuggles. <laughs> that's how we're compensated. Um, and we're very proud of it. You know, that's our giving back. So um, we take volunteers as young as 10 years old if they're supervised with a parent, which wow. is unusual. Most shelters require you to be 16 or 18. Um, they do have to have, you know, a one-to-one um, child-parent supervision ratio. You can't bring six children. But um, <laughs> but it's, it's really good for the kids. Um, and, you know, I think that, of course, it's great for the animals. They get lots of attention. But um, for your children to learn that, you know, hey, if you have a few hours on a Saturday or a Sunday, you can go do something important, you know, that helps somebody instead of just playing video games or going to a movie or, mm-hmm. you know, sitting around looking at each other. There's right. things you can do to help, you know, not just animals, but there's lots of organizations you can help. Yeah. You well, hate this. Where are he you guys located? We're just, um, just east of Hannah City. Okay. So we're on a road called Pinkerton Road that's right off 116. You really can't miss it. And there's only one direction you can turn on Pinkerton, and then you go up a little bit so and you'll see our sign. not too far from Grand Prairie. No. I mean, from Peoria, you're talking from that side of Peoria, 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. People think Hannah City is way, way out there. Like, <laughs> that's an hour away. No, it's not. It's actually pretty close. <laughs> yeah. It's like crossing the river. You yes. want me to cross the river? It's might as well be I an mean, ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far. He decided that. By Jeremy. Our, our he may come back. He our, loves people. Yeah. He's so, um, do you do fundraisers? How do you. Yes, a lot of them. In fact, we have one coming up April 6th. Um, this will be our, our eighth time doing this one because we're seven years old now. Um, and it's our beer and wine tasting. Fancy name. We just call it. 
beer and wine tasting. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's so much fun because there's one entry fee at the door and we'll have seven or eight wineries and distributors there. And they get to try every flavor in the room. Uh, they get a souvenir glass. Um, there's a DJ uh, auction raffles. So um, it's just a, a lot of fun. And it's on a Friday. Uh, we try to catch people coming on their way from work. Just come as you are. It ends early. So if you have other obligations that night, you can still get to them. Um, but all the proceeds, of course, go to help the animals at our shelter. So that's our next big one. We fundraise year-round. In the fall, we have a big outdoor concert you can take your dog to called Woofstock. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know, that's a good time. Local bands, you know, they donate their time to play. And again, all the proceeds go to help our shelter. Um, but it's pretty wow. much constant. We do lots of... Hi, Jer. Um, we do lots of... <laughs> That's impressive. We do lots of smaller um, fundraisers through the year, and we're really always funny. accepting donations. Um, we couldn't do it. We don't get funded by the city, the county, the state, anything. Like, we just grew this on our own. We just... Sometimes with our own money, we just put everything together, and every month we make sure it works and the animals have everything they need, all the vetting. Uh, and that helps keep our adoption fees low. Um, one thing we didn't want was for you know the fees to get prohibitive because sometimes if people see a three or four hundred dollar adoption fee they go i could go buy a purebred puppy for that mm -hmm. um, and they don't adopt but um, our most of our dogs are 150 occasionally they'll creep up to 200 depending on the circumstance um, cats adult cats like jeremy 75 dollars kittens 100 and that includes their spay or neuter uh, combo vaccine, rabies vaccine. We test for major diseases. We do uh, dewormer, uh, microchip. Oh, wow. So you're looking at, you know, hundreds of dollars. Yeah, hundreds <laughs> of dollars worth of vetting. And the only way we can do that is we work hard to raise money to supplement so that we don't have to charge more. <laughs> this must be a rewarding job to do. It's wonderful. And like I said, most of us are completely volunteer. Um, we have, you know, paying jobs and we fit we fit Sam's into in between our families and our jobs and our own animals and whatever else we have going on you know kids so um it is I mean they say labor of love and you don't really know what that means until you you really dedicate a lot of time to a cause but it's very rewarding in its own way so how do you guys get the word out about Sam's? Well, we could do better. We don't have a large advertising budget. This show, you know, we really appreciate any opportunities like this to promote what we do. Um, Facebook is huge for us because it's free, so we promote our events there. Um, pet Finder and Adopt-A-Pet, you know, we're huge on those. Um, but, yeah, we don't have a budget to, you know, tell everybody, hey, we're Sam's, come see us. So many, many people after the shelter being open four years still tell us they've never heard of us. And we're like, well, we're doing our best. Mm -hmm. so, um, so, yeah, word of mouth, of course, is important, too. Like someone will um, tell their friend they adopted their dog. Oh, where did you get it? Was it a good experience? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they can check you out on Facebook, and you post pictures of your pets there, too? Yep. On our Facebook page, um, which is spelled out Sam's Stray Animal Midway Shelter, there is um, an album under Photos album current adoptable animals and that has pictures of everybody even the ones in foster like like this guy <laughs> so do you have tips on how to suggest somebody find a, an animal that's right for them um you know a lot of it goes into it um some people come in and they have experience with one type of animal or another but we've done adoptions where someone says i've never had a cat but i, I really want to get a cat and then we can kind of give them some advice on you know how to integrate the cat into their home and make sure you know it's healthy and safe and all of that um, but some people come in and they have an exact idea in their head of what they're looking for. Or they'll call and they'll say, do you have anything under 10 pounds that's white and fluffy and doesn't shed and less than a year old and female? <laughs> 
No, <laughs> generally no. Um, so we just try to convince people to, you know, kind of open your mind because um, the right pet may choose you. The right pet may speak to you, and it may be nothing like what you expected. Mm -hmm. You may have been thinking you wanted um, a small white dog, and you ended up with a big black dog. I mean, just whoever you fall in love with, you do. Yeah, as a dog lover, I, I tell people, and a realtor, I tell people, make sure that when you check, understand what the breed is like, especially when it's coming to dogs. Mm -hmm. Cats cats have a mind of their own, but... yeah. Dogs have a distinct personality, like a husky compared to a, a poodle and stuff like that. Yeah, so. there are certain purebreds that um, there are general traits within them. Like huskies are kind of known to right. be um, loud howlers, and they're kind of known to be escape artists. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean every husky is. So we, we also try to look at each animal as an, an individual. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you have a beagle that doesn't bark a lot. But um, but there are things that you know we try to help people keep in mind. Um, if they have a small apartment and they don't get much exercise themselves, they probably don't want a big young dog that needs to get out and run, or they're going to eat the couch. You know, that's true. Um, <laughs> so we do we do try to help people you know make good decisions, and you know occasionally we'll have an animal returned. It just doesn't work out. I mean that's part of what rescue is. But we always uh, part of our contract, our adoption contract, is that if you adopted Jeremy. Even if it's 10 years from now and you can't keep Jeremy anymore, he has to come back to us. We don't want him being passed from person to person or home to home. So we always want to know where they are. We love updates when our adopters send us pictures and tell us how they're doing. So we're, time goes quick now. Mm -hmm. um, we have about two, two minutes left. Okay. Is there anything that you want covered that we haven't covered yet? I think we've covered a lot. Um, I do want to reemphasize our volunteer program. Um, anybody that's 10 or over, if you need volunteer hours for school or a club or whatever, um, talk to your parents. You can do the online application. Um, we always need donations, um, monetary as well as supplies. Um, and if someone's interested in like our wish list, they can email us at samsrescue.org. I'm sorry, samsrescue at hotmail.com. Our website is not great. It's samsrescue.org. Um, we do most of thing, our things through Facebook. Okay. Um, yeah, and then the spay neuter program. So if anybody has a pet and they they want to do the right thing, they want to get that pet spayed or neutered, they can just go to our website as well. And there's an online application for that. It's really easy. And we just ask people to, pay, sorry, pay what they can. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then they just bring them out to you guys? They go to um, Brown Animal Hospital in Peoria. They do all of the surgeries right now for the spay-neuter program. And um, they also take care of our animals in the shelter or when it's something more serious, we take our pets out there. Connie Davis of uh, SAM, Stray Animal Midway Shelter. And is it, in, is it considered Hannah City? Uh, yes, the address is Hannah City. Hannah City. Um, what's the website? samsrescue.org and facebook facebook is sam's stray animal midway shelter it's spelled out awesome and boy jeremy needs a good home and he's a great cat boy mm -hmm. and i don't say that about cats very often <laughs> <laughs> but no he, he's an awesome cat he is so thank you very much for your thank time thank you thank you both thank we you we appreciate your time and and the exposure for our organization and for jeremy <laughs> glad to do it PeoriaLife.com.